Hey, this is Cody. And Kevin. And Franklin. Thanks for joining us on the Conversations on Jesus podcast. Pull up a chair and hang out as we talk about who Jesus is and what that means for our lives. You going to pray for us, Cody? Yeah, let's go right in. Dear Lord, I want to say thank you for allowing us to gather today and, and yeah, learn about you and learn from each other and grow in our relationship with you. We ask that you would bless this meeting and this conversation and that as we kind of dive into Matthew 4, that you would open our eyes, open our heart to receive your word and your wisdom, and that we may, yeah, carry that out in conversation and practice it in life, and in that, bring glory to you. We say thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'll open us up with the first <laughs> He's question. going right in. He's <laughs> diving. He couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here it is. Do you guys think that Jesus knew he was only going to be in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights before the devil was to come and tempt him? Or was it an unknown period of time for wow. him? <laughs> All righty. Kicking that right yeah. off. Okay. Man, so I've been stuck on that question <laughs> for so long. That's a good question to start with. Let's let's run up to that question, though, first. Um, <clears throat> so Matthew 3 ends with the baptism. So Jesus is baptized, and we talked about that in the last episode a little bit. Um, he goes into the water, up out of the water, and then... Um, well, John the Baptist baptizes him, and we have that whole thing where John's like, no, um, I need to be baptized by you, and um, we talked about that conversation. And then he's baptized, and a voice from heaven says, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. And since there were no chapter divisions or verse numbers when Matthew wrote this, there's no break. So Matthew wasn't like, okay, I'm done with that story. That's chapter three. I'm going to go to bed, and then I'll start on chapter four tomorrow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, right. So he just keeps on writing. And the very next thing is what you had just mentioned, Franklin. Then Jesus, then Jesus, so right after he's baptized, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Question was again, will you say it? What were you? Do you guys think that Jesus knew he was only going to be in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights before the devil was to come and tempt him? Or was it an unknown period of time that he was going to be out? What do you think? I think... So here's the thing. Jesus knew everything. But I think it was an unknown period. Because in the same face, he's also man. That's right. And... Like, my next statement, perfect, yeah. right into that. The humanization of Jesus is right in front of our eyes. Yeah, exactly. Like with the statement of, he is hungry. Yeah. Like, he he had, he had faced the same thing we did. Yeah. Uh, I'll go into the end of that later. Yeah, because we're going to get into yeah. all that. Yeah, that's going to be good. <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I think it was an unknown period of time. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you said, uh, he was he was fully man. Right. Right. And so, like, in order to do that, he had to do what? Like we talked about briefly last week he had to fully set aside yeah the ability to be god right, right? To, to use his uh, supernatural ability mm-hmm. right and so like i, I don't know. right so being <laughs> the all-knowing god that he is he didn't have that right ability right in when he was incarnated to jesus right right, right? and so i don't know that he did know that it was going to be 40 days right right philippians says that he became a servant mm-hmm. that he set aside certain things and one of the things seems to be omniscience that, because um, it says elsewhere in the Gospels, when we get to the point and, and Jesus is saying, um, don't worry about when I'm coming back. You don't know 
um, even the Son of Man does not know, but my Father in heaven knows. And mm -hmm. people always raise that, and they're like, ah, right there, Jesus isn't God because he doesn't know. Well, hold on a second. Philippians says that he was a servant, or became like a servant, um, and set aside the transfiguration. We see that in full display, right. where now that's, um, it's not a different Jesus, but that's a Jesus we hadn't seen before. Full glory, they couldn't even look at him. Um, Peter doesn't know what to say, so he says stuff. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so knowing everything, as God does, seems to be one of the things that he put aside. Yeah. And so I would agree with both of you and say, I don't know that Jesus goes into the wilderness going, all right, 40 days. 40 I can, day. I can stick it out. Yeah. Because initially that was my thought, like, well... It is only forty days and forty nights for the son of man, like son of God. Yeah. But then again, he doesn't know. Like yeah. I don't think he knows. Right. But well, yeah. I, I think you know, as uh, so in the uh, Channel of Jesus book, right, it talks about like, um, did Jesus know he was the Messiah? Mm -hmm. Did Jesus know that? You know, what did Jesus know? Without going too much into like the the psyche of that, right? Because right. we mean, I mean, we'll, we'll never know, right? right? But um, to help kind of get that understanding you know in right. the context of the the situations like did jesus know some of these things and right right because people talk about jesus sometimes where they're like uh well i can uh, i can remember being a little kid and being told you know clean your room or do this or do that and being like man i wish i was jesus because i just snapped my fingers and all this would be done <laughs> as in <laughs> if i'm god i don't have to do anything i'll just Right. And there's a sense in which that's true. God speaks and, and things happen. But mm -hmm. that's not how Jesus lived his life. Right. He, as you just said, so continuing on in Matthew, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, mm -hmm. which is what happens to every person when they don't eat. They get hungry. That's a human thing. Right. That's not a God thing. God doesn't get hungry. That's not an attribute that God possesses. Exactly. Yeah, let alone 40 days or 40 nights. <laughs> That's yeah. a long time. He's really hungry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay, yeah, so are, so are we in agreement there? Is that kind of what we're thinking? Yeah. He didn't know. Right, I yeah. would agree. Yeah, I mean, so one of the things that came to mind is like, uh, why, why was Jesus led by the Spirit? Yeah. Right, like, not the devil tempted him to go off. Mm-hmm. But the Spirit, Holy Spirit says, Jesus, come with me. Let him right. into the wilderness. Like, and so like my, my question is like, was it, was it to show that he's fully human? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was the Holy Spirit saying, okay, um, you know, there's people that don't believe, right? God knows that people didn't believe he's the Messiah, the, the true, uh, the king, right? And so, like, is Holy Spirit saying, all right, Jesus, you know, we're we're fulfilling prophecy and we're showing that, you know, you are fully human, right? Because he was, he, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted, right? The, the verb was led in there. Yeah. Right. Well, that was the action. Yeah. The verb was to be tempted. That's the goal. Right. And that was the goal. Of that right. Situation. And so like, why did the spirit knowingly right. subject Jesus to temptation from the devil? That too. The crazy thing is that in Luke, it says that he grows in stature with man and with God that Jesus did, which I think that's a part of it. I don't think that's the full answer, but I think at least a slice of it has to be Jesus as the God man, man, 
had some growing to do. And part of that was come with me into the wilderness and you're going to grow here. Kind of kind of like happens to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly like and grows us and yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we say, you know, I'm not ready for this or I don't want to do that. Right. And God says, "Well, you can trust me or not." Yeah. Right. That right there is uh I would say Jesus's faith in his father uh to follow the Holy Spirit uh unknowing how long he's going to be in the wilderness. But I I can just imagine like day 20 how much longer am I going to be out here, Dad? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause he's, but he he doesn't know. And True. I would imagine God didn't answer him or I'll let you know when it's time to come out. And then, boom, he's getting tempted by the devil. But he's still holding faith. Right. You know? Right. And he's, he's still quoting scripture. And, uh, and it's like he was never away from God. No. Right. Like, right. Well, right. He was with the spirit in the right. wilderness. Right. Yeah. I mean, the only time he's away is when he's in the, in the tomb. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the only time he's separated. But. So in that, like, he's obviously with the spirit, and so in communication, right? And like, right. And so, right, kind of like you said, like, we about done here. Like, <laughs> right. I'm kind of hungry. Right. Yeah. Like, we've been out here for a while, and That's uh, right. yeah, when, when's this gonna be over? I, I wonder. So the things that we can reflect on now, I think, are the same things that Matthew reflected on. Um, so we saw in the baptism. We even talked about the flood and the ark and coming in the water and coming out of the water and how that kind of fulfilling that in his baptism. There's some of that happening here with the, in the wilderness. I think there's a lot of it. The Exodus, the Israelites are freed from slavery. What did they? Oh, and that we talked about with the baptism, they go through the river, the waters part, they come in and then they come out. And where are they after they come out? They're wandering. They're in the wilderness. Where did Jesus go after he came out of his baptism? In the wilderness. wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. And so, and how long did they wander? They wandered for 40 years. How long is Jesus wandering in the the wilderness? 40 days. I mean, all goes back to Jesus fulfilling the the promise and the prophecy. Exactly. Yeah. He is the walking, talking incarnation of Israel and Israel's God at the same time saying, um, I will be the one to fulfill all these things, kind of. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like so uh, Israelites, right, like looking for their Messiah, right, thinking this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. And like we can reflect back now and say, yeah, obviously that was that was it. You know what I mean? Like, right. we can see the before and the after and what happened. Right. But during the time, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Did they, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know that they knew. Right. right. Whatever. And so just thinking about that and, like, yeah. Soaking in the Old Testament. I mean, I would have to, I mean, he's a walking itinerant rabbi or whatever label you want to put on it, traveling from town to town. That's what he will be. We're seeing the beginning of that. So he knows the Hebrew Bible, and he's very aware of, the Exodus theme. Right. That, you know, um, well, the Exodus and then the wandering. Um, the second half of the book of Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, the law giving them, disobeying. Before they get to the promised land, the entire first generation dies along with Moses and Aaron and everybody. And Jesus doesn't. Mm-hmm. He's in the wilderness and he's tempted. Moses and Aaron, they're all tempted in the wilderness to disobey God. They do. They do not get to the promised land. Jesus does. He stays faithful mm-hmm. out of the wilderness in the end. Yep. Well, 
Sorry about this lag. <laughs> um, it always seems longer for us. Right. Um, he was greeted, well, attended by angels when he came out. Exactly. Well, before he came out. But yeah. Yeah, just to add on to what you were saying, like that thought of mm-hmm. coming out and then, yeah, being, a, being attended by angels. Well, we're skipping a whole lot. So I, um, <laughs> Frank, Frank, I'm like, we're at like verse two or three, and Frank, I'm like, yeah, how about verse 17? <laughs> no, that's good. I mean, I, no, yeah, that, yeah, not that your point's any less but, valid or whatnot, but so here's the other. So, Franklin, you mentioned the thing about, um, did he know or didn't he know? And mm-hmm. then being hungry, that's his humanity. What about him being tempted? Like, that's another thing where people will often say, so I even wrote it down. I went through the if this, then this, if this, then that. So the questions are, can God be tempted? No. Was Jesus tempted? Yes. So therefore, Jesus is not God. And that's where we go, well, hold on a second. That's, I don't want to say the last things, but I want to affirm the first two things because of um, James... 1, 13 through 14, James says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Okay. Um, so there, can God be tempted? No. James says right. so. I believe what James says. What does Matthew say? He was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So then the second thing is, was Jesus tempted? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Jesus God? Well, <laughs> of course, we're going to affirm that he is God. So I'm okay with, yeah, I want to reject those first two. I want to reject that that finality of that answer and mm-hmm. say, I see how you're walking to that answer, but you're missing a huge uh, aspect here. Right. So, so here's an interesting thing. I want to camp out on this for a little bit if you guys are okay with that. Um, in your Bible, you probably have a footnote after tempted. And it will say something like this if you have a footnote. The Greek for tempted can also mean tested. Now, okay, that's true. The Greek can mean tested. However, um, in Hebrews, we get this idea of uh, Jesus being tempted, which so let's see what Hebrews has to say first, and I think it'll help us map out what's going on in, in Matthew 4.1. Um, so to set the stage, we have that uncomfortable feeling uh, where we say God can't be tempted, Jesus was tempted, therefore he can't be God. And I think where that uncomfortableness comes from, that we're so quick to emphasize Jesus's divinity, his godness, that as both of you pointed out, we can diminish his humanity a little bit. We can forget that he is God, man, at the right, same time. Right. So can God be tempted? No. Jesus is a unique person because he's the God man. And right. He's, yeah. He's not I like solely God. Right. Exactly. I mean, he is. He is. But he's also man. Man. Yeah. And so the, the flesh in Jesus is, I would say, what is tempted. Yeah. Not right. Like, and, and so, <laughs> while yes, they're separate, they're together. They're yeah. Right. Right. In one, and so because they're separate, you know, I mean, 
It's hard to say that. It is. It's a difficult like, thing that the church has struggled with for a long time. Right. But, but in that, there's, I mean, it's just like, I mean, why why did the Spirit lead him into the wilderness? Yeah. Right? Because right. It, it, if he's completely lacking any human aspect, right. then the Spirit doesn't have any need right. exactly. to lead him into the wilderness. Exactly. Right. Right. And so, like, it, I think that's, for me, what speaks to that, you know, idea of, you know, what can is Jesus God? Yeah. Right. And that whole yeah. train of thought is like, yeah. okay, yeah, yes, he is. Right. And, and when we break it down, it's like, okay, here's why. Right. So in Hebrews, um, we read in Hebrews two, verse eighteen, it says, "Because he, and that's a Jesus, because Jesus or he himself suffered when he was tempted," says it plainly. He is able to help those who are who are being tempted. So because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. And because I like it, um, not because I know everything, but um, <laughs> the Greek words there used for tempted in both of those instances in Hebrew, because or in Hebrews, because he was tempted, he can help those who are being tempted, human beings who are not God. It's the same exact word. For in both Hebrew and... Or in, in both in uh, Greek, Hebrews. both situations where in, because Jesus can be tempted, He can help us who are tempted. Exactly. As well. Yes. So you would you would think, well, if there's something about this where Jesus wasn't really tempted, He was just tested, then why would Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, use the same exact word for what happened to Jesus and what happens to us? There's no difference between the two of us. Right. And we would agree, I think, we can be tempted all the time. Mm-hmm. Jesus, we have a struggle with because he's God. And so that's where we go, well, can he be tempted? Well, Hebrew says he can. And coincidentally, the writer of Hebrews uses the same exact word. There's a slight difference on the ending and the beginning with the second word because it's Greek and that's what happens to those words. But the root word is exactly the same. So, so that's point one, Okay. Point two, it says in Hebrews 4, um, 4, verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize. We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Again, it's the same Greek word that's used in Hebrews 2 that's used in Hebrews 4 to mm-hmm. talk about being tempted. And in Hebrews 4, goes even further, doesn't just say that we've been tempted. It says that Jesus has been tempted in every way, just as we are. And further, it's the same exact Greek word in Matthew 4. There's no difference. Right. So Matthew 4, Hebrews 2, Hebrews 4, uses the exact same language. One of those instances, it always means tempted. So then why would it ever be replaced with tested? So why would it be replaced by tested? And I think because it makes you uncomfortable. Because how can you say God can be tempted? James says clearly that he cannot. It's an easy way to explain it. And the Greek word can mean tested. It's possible. But in the context of... In the context... Of of comparing Hebrews Mm -hmm. and the Greek language and how it's used in in Matthew. I think... Yeah. So then you look up... So I was further looking at this. 
I don't think in any major English translation, any major solid English translation, did they ever use the word tested in Matthew 4.1. They use it as a footnote or whatever. Yeah. That it could mean this. Could mean. Yeah. It's possible to translate that Greek word as tested. Which? But but they always put tempted in the verse. But here, here, which, sorry, but like, I want to get the, like the, uh, could it be translated as that? Yes. Is that what it means, though, in this particular situation, though? Right. And that, I think that, for me, is where, like, you don't ever see it. Right. It's because, you know, yes, by definition or by use, it could be. Could be. But we see here, based on, you know what I mean? And that's kind of the, the neat thing for me is, like, okay, now we take this idea or this thought, right, and we're not sure about something, right? So where do we test it? Where do we, we, we try and get a better understanding? It's not from necessarily uh, other, first I would say we'd go to the, the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Other scriptures and use that. And then if we can't get a, a good enough understanding, then we use other writings of that time, mm-hmm. right? To help us get that understanding. Uh, and, and so I think that kind of like what you just did is a, is a good demonstration of, you know, if we come across something where we're not sure, okay, what do we do? Well, we, we find other uses for it. Yeah, exactly. Bible, and we say, okay, what was the context used there? That's right. Right. And that would go, I mean, uh, whether it's uh, lack of understanding of a verse or a uh, situation or asking ourselves, how do we apply this to our life? I agree completely. What were you going to say, Franklin? I was just going to touch on the the humanization of it. Is yeah. He was hungry. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if, yeah. if he can be hungry, why can't he be tempted? Be tempted, exactly. A, as a... Um, I like the way you said it. As a God man. Yeah, he's you know, the God I mean, man. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and the church has historically, from the very beginning, always affirmed the fact that Jesus is fully God. Some people don't like saying fully God because, like, you can fill a water bottle all the way up with water. What happens when you try to dump milk in it? Some of the water pours out, and the milk replaces it. That's not what we're saying about Jesus. He's not 100% God, and then in the arc incarnation, man, humanity oh, gets dumped in him. Just a little bit of him. And some godness dumps out. He is truly God and truly man. Right. <laughs> it's some godness just dumped out. Yeah. Like, that visual representation, though, it's like, it's, it, that is, I mean, that's yeah. the truth. It's yeah. not, he's not losing any aspect of being God. Exactly. And the he, church has never said that. He's adding the aspect of being human. Exactly. He took on humanity is what the New Testament said. He didn't change from being God. He added to himself. And so he was hungry, like you said, Franklin. Who gets hungry? God doesn't. People do, though. Who gets tempted? God doesn't. People do. Right. Yeah. So, um <laughs> It, was, it made me uncomfortable for a long time until I was able to work through that, until I was able to, until I read and studied and learned from people that had worked through the same issue that, okay, it seems like those three questions, can God be tempted? No. Was Jesus tempted? Yes. Therefore, he can't be God. Nah, that looks right on paper, but it takes five minutes of digging to go, nah, it doesn't totally work out. Right. Crazy how that works, right? Um talking last night and it's like okay is is there truth 
in other texts such as the Quran. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in other faiths, Islam, mm-hmm. yeah. Is there truth Buddhism, in the Quran? Anything. Yeah. Yes, there's mm-hmm. aspects of truth, right? Yeah. Uh, is there truth in the Bible? Right? We say yes, the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Is there lies in the Bible? We are going to see some. Right? So, like, for me, that's like, it's weird to say, right? Like, that there is parts of the Bible that are untruth. That contain untruth. That can, yes. Like when the devil speaks in a second, right. he's lying. Right. But what he said, he truly said it. Right. Yeah. So it's it's accurately recorded. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not truth. Right. That's right. But right. it's accurately recorded. Yeah. And like separating those two, it was like, wait a second. So there's parts that are wrote in the Bible yeah. that don't contain truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and, and it was like wrestling through that. Like, yeah. yes, they're accurately recorded. Yeah. This, this has actually happened. Right. But it's still a lie. Yeah. Right. God, God didn't say you would surely die if you <laughs> ate of that. Well, that's a lie. Right. He did say you would die. <laughs> right. But the devil really said that. Right. right. The serpent really did tell Eve, mm-hmm. you would not die if you eat that fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I hear what you're saying so completely. It's a, it's yeah. A, yeah. It's a, a similar thought for me. It's like, yeah. Right. So... And, and I, we we don't need to stay on this forever, but well, the last thing I'll say in here is, um, uh, so I want to point out one other thing. What about the testing thing? So in James 1, 2, it says, uh, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that you're testing, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That testing there is a different Greek word. So there's a way to say testing in Greek that's unambiguous to a degree that's more certain that you're saying testing than you are saying tempting. And James is happy to use that. He actually uses it in verse 2, but then he, he gets down to verse 13 or 14, he uses that same word that shows up in Matthew and in Hebrews. As tempted. As tempted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that... Uh yeah, it goes back to that idea of, you know, okay, if we're unsure about something, right? not only are we trying to find evidence for it, right? but we also need to say, okay, but is there other things that we can see that it isn't That's right. the way that we want? That's right. I think, yeah, like That's you right. said, uh, early on in that chapter, it says one thing, and it means that. Mm-hmm. It means tested. Mm-hmm. But later on, slightly different, okay, yeah, that's not the same. It's not the same. It doesn't mean tested. Right. And James is aware. Yep knows Greek, he writes Greek, he's, you know, he kno- he knows what words to use, and he uses a different word. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, so the so last the last point, the church has always affirmed the fact that Jesus has, the way that they say it, is two natures. He is God and man. Um, the hypostatic union, if you're listening, you can Google that later. It's, it's the church's early definition of what it means for for Jesus to be fully united, one person with two natures. He's God, man, together. He's not 50% God, 50% man. He wasn't 100% God until he was born, and then some of that God dumped out to, to fill in the other man part. Mm-hmm. He put on humanity. Um, the way to think of it is like putting on a coat and zipping it up. Like that's he added to himself. Right. right. Um, you don't take off a sweatshirt to put on a coat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so Jesus is truly God and truly man, 
And yet, as we're going to see in the Gospels, he got hungry, he got tempted, he's going to die. Can God die? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. I mean, there's some big things. And it's like that, uh, when I think about it, right, like we talked about, you know, the, the Jewish culture then, right? Like that question would have been, yeah. you know, one of the top questions That's asked the top instantly. Thing. Like, the Messiah right. can't die. The Messiah can't die. He's not the Messiah if he no. died. Yeah. Like, yeah. can't be. Nope. Yeah. Not him. He died. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it gets me thinking about this. So then for us, the mark of a real human then is not the ability to sin. We sometimes think of what does it mean to be human? It means to be sinful, to fall. No, it doesn't. That's a defect in who we are. Sin is a, it's not equivalent. Uh, um, sin is what we call us falling short or disobeying or turning our backs or, I mean, the garden is the example. Don't right. eat of it. I'm going to eat of it. That's sin. Right. I know, I know better than God, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. We're Adam and Eve, only like 98% human until they sinned and then they became fully human. No, they were completely human. So, so this is what I was thinking. So, well, just what I said, the mark of a real human is not the ability to sin. So we shouldn't think of Jesus as somehow less human because he didn't sin. Um, in the new heavens and new earth, in the resurrected world, when we have resurrected bodies, resurrected emotions, resurrected wills, we will not sin. There will right. be no, will we be less human? I submit that we will be more human than we are now. We are in more a process. Complete. Yeah. We're in a process of decaying and, and death. That, right, dying. Yeah. Yep. That's not humanity. That's a defect. Well, I keep, I say defect as in this is not a part of God's good plan and purpose and providence it but, is i mean like you said that like he can't tempt us yeah or he doesn't tempt us and so yeah it's it's more so you know the enemy the devil pulling that from yeah. us yeah yeah exactly yeah so so jesus did not have to sin or even be able to sin in order to show that he was a human being because will a person who is 100 percent following the leading of the holy spirit do anything contrary to the Holy Spirit? No. And is the Holy Spirit ever going to lead you into sin? So why would we expect that to be a full human is to sin? It's not. Jesus was fully human. And Hebrews said he was tempted in every way that we are, yet he did not sin. So, and this is this will be the last thing, and then I'll, I'll get off this here for a second. Um, uh, so, so thinking about temptation... I think we can sometimes think of, of temptation in Jesus as in uh, Jesus didn't really know the power of sin and didn't really know the full power of temptation because he didn't sin. Because we assume that to sin is to know the power of it. But here's the question. Who knows the full power of temptation? The one who gives into that temptation at some point? Or the one who stands against it the entire time, never giving into it. Oh, definitely stands against it. Well, it's just like peer pressure. Exactly. When you fall to it, you're falling at some point short of exactly. its full exactly. power. Exactly. If you're falling to it, exactly. Right. That it, yep. Temptation yep. one.
It yep. won. It won. Yep. It gave you 75% or yeah. 50 and right. anything less than 100. Right. Right. And the minute that you uh, resist that temptation yeah. is when you start experiencing that full strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, like kind of like, you know, Jesus, he, he definitely felt the full he power. He felt everything. <laughs> yeah. He felt the full power of temptation. And like, so as you're going through this, right? Um, it's like it, it's the idea of, of Jesus being God, man, mm-hmm. right? Um, you think about it, you know it as a Christian, uh, but it's easy to still put Jesus on a pedestal of he doesn't know. Exactly. He's he he doesn't know. He he cannot. There's understand. no way that he can understand what right. I'm going through. Right. And it's so easy to remove Jesus from that. Right. Just as part of that temptation or part of that uh, inner being of us as, as humans, right? Where we fall short. Right. It's like, no, there's no way that Jesus knows what it's like to go through this. Right. He never experienced a breakup like I have. Right. He never experienced financial hardships like I did. Right. It's like. Hebrews says he was tempted in every way that we are. He might not have gone through every of the specific, every, uh, type of the specific examples as us because he lived 2,000 years ago mm-hmm. we're in a different part of the world he never drove a car he doesn't know what it means to get in a car wreck mm-hmm. you know Jesus says the God man never drove a car does God know how to you know he's aware of all those things mm-hmm. but yeah Jesus knows and because he's been tempted in every way we are yet without sin he knows more than us the power of temptation right Therefore, he's the high priest who can empathize with us and, and can help us. And yet we still doubt him. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and there's times when we think we know better still. Yeah, right. I, yeah. It's, it's the earthly human, uh, the, the sinners that we are, I would say, that do that. Yeah. In the um, kind of the, the opposite aspect there, right? Um, so while we could sit and say, you know, have that conversation about Jesus didn't know, we fall short, blah, blah, blah. We can also flip that and say, okay, but if Jesus was God-man and fully man, right, and he never sinned, right, as Christians, what should we be aspiring to be? Exactly. Right? We can still look forward to that, right, because Jesus showed us it is possible. Mm-hmm. Now, can are we going to fall short at times? Yep, Absolutely. But to not set our expectation to we live rush. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Like yes. that that's when that temptation is where we fall, right? right? Is to say, oh, I'll never reach the 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 life that Jesus did. Okay, but that doesn't mean not try. Right. Jesus was led by the same spirit that we are. He mm-hmm. it's he, it's not as if Jesus didn't sin because he was God. I mean, I think we we walk through that pretty well together. He was hungry and he was tempted mm-hmm. because he's a man. Yep. Um he didn't sin because he followed the lead in the Holy Spirit and he entrusted himself to God, to the Father, um, which we have the same spirit that raises him from the dead, that raised him from the dead, is in us. You know, there's, we have everything, every tool that Jesus had um, at our disposal to live this life. Yeah, that's a huge thing. We can think of Jesus as, oh, he walked around actually two feet off the ground. His feet never really got dirty because he's Jesus. Right. 
No, we, we worship a historical human being who is the incarnation of Israel's God, who being f- truly God, got hungry, got tempted, got beat up, loved people, was betrayed by people, and eventually died on a cross. And he did all of that by means of following the Spirit of God. Well, yeah, I mean, we have got, what, three verses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. what did we get four. to? So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, good it's a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, and so what I would say is, you know, this is this is the start of uh, uh, chapter four, and we'll definitely have to continue to dive into this. Keep going, um, yeah. Keep yeah. going, because at three verses in, and we've had some some fantastic conversation and kind of uncovering and just talking through, you know, different aspects, different things yeah. about who Jesus is. And it's, yeah, it's awesome that, like I said, I mean, we've had a full conversation at three verses. We yeah. did our first three episodes of right. chapter eight. <laughs> yeah. We slowed way down. Right, yeah. and it's like we hit chapter four, and it's like, whoa. I kind of had a feeling this Let's pump the brakes. No, yeah. so, uh, yeah. Um, we'll pick it up, though. Yeah, we'll pick it up next episode and hope that you guys enjoy this one and, and continue to follow us through the rest of chapter four into the next episode. And yeah, look forward to seeing you.